Good morning. I'm Karen Adabani, and this is TKO. Okay, good morning. I'm here for you on the day before Wednesday, and we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about food, food insecurity, and what's going on around the county. I was really glad to hear the California report. They were talking about food insecurity in the state, and then um, with Beth Lang and the community calendar, they talked about the great dinner that's happening in Fort Bragg at the first uh, Baptist church and then there's the dinner at plowshares tomorrow and there's also we've decided there's a dinner up at the senior center in willets so i've got on the air with me this morning amanda um fresh fresh oh she's i just did it again say it it say it amanda Free- it's Amanda Freesha. Freesha, that's what it is. I stumbled. I had it just before we got on the air, and then I stumbled at Freesha. She's with the Fort Bragg uh, Food Bank, and it's also the um, Nutrition Mendocino Nutrition Food and Nutrition Program. So, and Amanda oversees right. a lot of different of the food banks. That's why I always get her on because she's got a really broad perspective of the county that what's going on with food and food insecurity uh, in our county and what we as a community have been doing to address that. Um, Before I get started with Amanda, I just wanted to give a shout out to the elections office over in uh, Ukiah, Uh, Katrina Bartolome. They've got the numbers in. I don't know if they're the final ones, but they do have the numbers in. You can go to the website to see what happened. Uh, Measure O, uh, the library uh, tax for sales tax did pass. Um, And Measure P, the fire tax, uh, the one the money was going to go to the fire department, did pass. Uh, I do want to just do a shout out to the the supervisors and the committees that work for Measure P. Um, I was disappointed they didn't go for a designated tax with the two-thirds percent but it as it turns out if you look at the numbers their polling and all of that which yeah, i don't know if i like polls um we're right it wouldn't have passed <laughs> it would not have passed at two-thirds percent um and i looked for the hopland fire measure and i believe that needed two-thirds and from what i saw this morning it just barely didn't make it so uh that's unfortunate but you know, we all get together to support these community assets, and that's what they are, folks. Our fire departments, our food banks, all of these are community assets. So that's my little spiel. Amanda, welcome to the airwaves. Um, as some of the listeners know, generally I leave the radio station at 10 after this show, and then I go into Anderson Valley to Philo, and I help bag food for the distribution every other Wednesday in Anderson Valley. So I've gotten to, you know, see how the process works. I've got to see the food that comes through. I will tell you in Anderson Valley, we uh, put together between 105 and 120 bags of food that go out in the afternoon. Uh, We did the food bank last week in preparation for Thanksgiving because we knew a lot of the volunteers. And this is all volunteer generated, folks. I want to tell you flat out, this is all volunteers that get together in the morning who put these bags together. And then there's a whole nother crew of volunteers that come in the afternoon to distribute them. And I'm going to look at Amanda because we're doing Zoom here. And I'm going to say that I'm going to assume that that's pretty much the 
the situation in every other food bank in the county. It's run by volunteers. We all get together as a community to make sure that our community is fed. Last week uh, in Anderson Valley, we gave out 105 turkeys. Thank you, Amanda. And the food <laughs> Thank program. You, and, the food, Valley. <laughs> and the food bank. Um, so this is where I come from on this. Uh, it's very important. Um, we're not having a dinner in Boonville. We used to have some community dinners and we'd all get together and volunteer do that. We now have a, it's a holiday dinner that will be on the 4th. So we kind of combine Christmas and Thanksgiving together and do that as our holiday dinner. But as we had mentioned Coming into the show, there is a food, uh, there is a dinner happening in Fort Bragg tomorrow. There is a dinner in Willits, and then there's the plowshares in Ukiah. I will put it out on the air now. If there are other communities that you live in and you know of a dinner, please call in later and let us know. I like to put that out. If there's something we miss here that's happening in your community, because we are a big county. We're geographically challenged, and I can't find out what's going on in every community. So that's where I need you, the listeners, help. So, Amanda, again, welcome to the airwaves. Let's talk about what's going on with the need. Um, has it grown lately? Oh, I mean, well, I would definitely say it has. I think um, over the last, since, obviously, since 2020, we saw a huge increase right away. But it really hasn't gone away. Um, and this year, especially, we've seen even um, in the distribution at Fort Bragg in the last two days, we did uh, about 740 households in two days. And we still have another day. So I'm I'm envisioning we're going to surpass 1,000, which would be a record for us. Wow. Um, overall in the county, we have myth, we've, we've got our goal, which is kind of, is it good? Is it bad? I'm not sure yet, but we're over 2 million pounds of food distributed throughout Mendocino County at this point. That has never been, that has never happened. Um, and the need is more. In Anderson Valley, you're doing another distribution. Your numbers are increasing. We're getting more food. Um, and it's happening It's happening everywhere um, that I can say. We've got almost 20 pantries and soup kitchens combined that we get food to or we partner with. Uh, and that's, an, that's a definite increase. I can't believe it. Um, I'm happy that I'm part of um, such a movement that is providing food to people. I only anticipate that it's going to grow, uh, but it is, it's definitely, it's, it's almost, it's kind of heart saddening in a way, but also heart, you know, pumping too. So have you seen this in, so this is, when you talk about the 2 million pounds, was it she said, is that this year you're talking about 2020? Or 2022, excuse about, me. So in 2020, we <laughs> got to 1.9 million pounds distributed okay. throughout the whole county. And then in 2021, we kind of declined a little, which was totally expected, you know, because 2020 was like an unforeseen year. Um, so we were at about, I think, 1.7. And this year, we are now in November, not all the way through our Thanksgiving distribution, and we have uh, surpassed 2 million pounds. I envision that we will be... Uh, almost, uh, you know, two million and a quarter, probably, pounds distributed um, of food. Well, and it's just, we talk about pounds, but it's just an overall increase. I mean, you look yeah. at how much food costs in the grocery store, you, how much gas costs, how hard it is to live, how um, a lot of these, you know, programs are falling away. So people are, you, you know, able to go to food banks and get food, but it's definitely, the need is 100% there 
if not more. Um, and we are trying, that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to beef up our county and create these alliances that, that make it so that everybody can get food no matter where you are. Well, your website says that you've serviced or helping out 2,465, 2,465 families. Is that mm-hmm. pretty accurate? I know it, it fluctuates week to week and all that. So, um, but that's I think pretty that accurate. That's actually a low number. Oh, um, I, I would say that we're higher than that and we're working on trying to get a better count. And, you know, that's because we're trying to look for our um, unduplicated number to say, like, well, how many households and how many people are actually getting services from um, this county in a month? Um, and I, I would say three or four thousand is not out of the ordinary, going to be out of the ordinary for 2023. Okay, that's quite a bit. When we start this discussion, one of the things I wanted to get out right away because I don't, because people may not know it, the listeners is um, there are economic uh, categories, I guess you call it, uh, for being able to get food from the food bank. There's income limits or income brackets. I'm not sure how you pronounce how you guys classify that. Can you give the listeners an idea of what kind of income brackets you need to be in? to in order to um, use the services of the food bank? Well, what I can say is really great about um, our whole food network in Mendocino County is that because we have so many different pantries and soup kitchens and food banks, there's different ways you can get food. Um, Now, the biggest way to get it is through TFAP, which is the Emergency Food Assistance Program. That's going to be your USDA commodities that people used to get once a month. Well, that is the qualifying for that is a self-certifying process. So it's very easy. You just have to kind of give your name and maybe your birthday and, you know, where are you living at this point? If you're not living, that's not even needed. How many people are in your household? Um, and you can make up, one person can make over $2,500 a month um, to qualify for that program. Uh, now, in Fort Bragg, we have what we, we love is the community farm stand um, that we have, and that is actually open to everybody that can get there in the community, um, and it is not a process you have to qualify for, so we have an overflow of fresh uh, fruits and veggies and pantry items that are redonated back and bread and, and some frozen and refrigerated And so what we try to do, we also have a kids bag program. We're trying to create programs that don't just apply to one situation. So like maybe you don't qualify for TFAP, but honestly, a lot of people do. I I haven't seen it be too, you know, too complicated, Um, but we can get you food no matter what um, is kind of our, our role. Now we have a senior box program. Anderson Valley participates in that. So do a few other sites. That's a little bit higher, you know, it's a little more strict to get into that, but, um, I, we really do try to make it as easy as we can. <laughs> yeah, I, from looking um, online, I went online to search around about what is happening in the county, and that's that's always an interesting thing because small nonprofits, you know, we're all hard. It's all small nonprofits are hard pressed to do the Facebook and to do the websites and to do the the media part of it, um, and the, that's uh, it's it's hard to find out what's going on. But it does seem like the services that you are. I know you're based in Yerkaya and working with a lot of the other communities, but it seems like you, um, Fort, excuse me, Fort Bragg. You're based in Fort Bragg. Fort Bragg has a really extensive, expanded program with the clothes and the seniors and the kids and the the farms table um do you see this happening in other communities or is it because you're based in fort bragg that that happens 
Well, I think what I hope is that we will be able to, you know, we've been able to open up a, a new pantry in Albion and oh, a new pantry in Compshi, and Mendocino has a pantry as well. And each of those are once a week. So I would love to get to a point where each, you know, little small community could have a once a week food possibility, whether or not that's a food pantry that does it. And then maybe there's a pop up that happens that we could you know sponsor but making it so food is available to everybody once a week because i really do think that that's better than once a month or twice a month i mean you run out of food you know food is more expensive and it's just more of a security if you're go if you're going and visiting these places once a week then you know you're you this is your community and your community is giving back to you and they want to help you and you know you feel more part of your community too when you're more engaged in this so um so the idea is that yeah maybe we will be able to offer if other if other pantries want to have access to clothing closets that's what we call it as the clothing closet or if they want to try a farm stand model or any of that we are open we have our um our outreach coordinator is Rochelle Sutherland, and she actually is, she's a wonderful person. She does an amazing job. She is responsible for um, talking to all of the sites and going there and visiting and doing our visits and, and seeing what services they need. Now, um, during COVID, we ended up getting a capacity grant that allowed us to actually purchase refrigeration and storage and capacity needs for many of the other pantries and soup kitchens. And so that was a huge that's been a huge leg up. So now a lot of these places can actually take a little bit more food and can actually take perishable food, which was a real main goal for us. Um, so, yeah, that that was a great project. Thank you. Anderson Valley got both a big freezer and a big refrigerator out of that program. That really has helped us in being able to store and to um, to be able to store things so we can more. Um, have things when there's a lack in the supply chain. That's one of the other things I'm was what we'll get into too is the supply chain and how that's happening. But uh, I wanted to go back about talking about these um, locations. I couldn't find anything in Laytonville. Is there anything happening in Laytonville? Yeah. I so what I, I can see tell that. you right now is I can actually just if you want I can I can let you know who all of our partners are right now. Yeah, I wish you yeah do that. Just uh, read it off slowly so our listeners know the extent of what we're doing as a community in the food bank. Yeah, so we have, these are our, this is what I call our network of food distribution partners, because I just think I like us all being together. But we've got Albion Food Pantry, obviously in Albion, Anderson Valley Food Bank. We know where that is, right? Yes, for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Compshi Food Pantry, Fort Bragg Food Bank, Wallala Food Pantry, Laytonville Food Bank, which is at um, Healthy Start. Um, James Spence is the person there. And uh, Leggett Food Pantry, Mendocino Coast um, Hospitality House does meals. And then there's the Mendocino Community Pantry um, at the Presbyterian Church in Mendocino. Uh, there's Nuestra Alianza in Willits. And there's a Pay It Forward School Pantry in Fort Bragg. So that's a school pantry uh, specific to the Fort Bragg High School. Uh, Plowshares Peace and Justice Center, that's in Ukiah. Uh, Point Arena Food Bank, that's in Point Arena. Uh, Round Valley Health Center, um, that's up in Covalo. Uh, Trinity Lutheran Church does a bag lunch in Fort Bragg. Uh, Ukiah Community Food Bank. And we have uh, United Disaster Relief in Ukiah. They're, they're fairly new as well. They're doing a lot. Uh, Willits Community Services and Willits Daily Bread. And did you say anything about Covalo? Did I miss Covalo? Yes, yes. So that was Round Valley. Oh, Round Valley, right. Health I, Center. Yeah, got that one. The Health Center. Yeah. 
So that is really dispersed. That's really hitting on the majority of the community so people don't have to travel as far because I know now with the price of gas and traveling and all the cost, um, that kind of impedes people from getting to some of these places too. Um, yeah, so on our website we actually have, I know it's not 100% clear all the time, but the Find Food tab actually has a map and it has all these little icons on the map of Mendocino County and you can actually click on those and it will tell you. We try to keep it updated. Um, it'll tell you the site name and the when their distribution and a call number too. So we, we try to make it easier for you to get food. I will say the Fort Bragg Food Bank does have a very nice website. I clicked around on it and it was very informative and um, it was very well done. So that was good. Yeah. So we do have, we have most of the county covered or all of the county covered. Um, and I want just, just a quick backup. How many turkeys did, were you actually able to get out for this turkey season, this Thanksgiving well, you know, we, I did know, you ever did you ever final... count them? I mean, I know that I know uh, hundreds went out from Fort Bragg, and I would imagine inland too. So we ended up getting our turkeys uh, this year, which we do every year. We get them from Harvest Market, um, and we let them know in April, I think, or March, you know, how many we think we're going to need, which is kind of difficult. But we started with we had eight hundred. Um, and we, I think we got an additional 100 or 200 um, from one of our other providers. And so I, I'm assuming, you know, we'll use those turkeys. If they don't all go out, they'll go for Christmas distribution too. And so we had an overflow, but we had that many turkeys. Uh, I think we got 100 hams and I think we got uh, two or maybe even 300 uh, whole chickens. So we're trying to have options. And then we we also got some tofurkeys and some. Oh, did you really? <laughs> you know? Ah, interesting. Huh? So how how's the supply? Well, let me just take a minute because we've been on 20 minutes. Let me just say that I have Amanda from the Fort Bragg um, Food Bank, and they're also the Mendocino County Nutrition and Food. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Mendocino Food and Nutrition, Nutrition Program, Program, which we'll talk about. One. We're going to talk about that, too. Um, that she's on the air with me. We're talking about food banks. We're talking about dinners. We're talking about all that kind of thing. Um I know the prices have gone up in the grocery stores. I, I, you know, don't shop that much, but I happened to be, gosh, even in Costco a couple of weeks ago, and I was pretty surprised that the prices increased. Um, it seems like the supply chain is keeping most of the shelves stocked with items. I mean, there was a few blanks here and there and that. I, I haven't been to a Safeway in a regular store in years let me just say i shop local <laughs> well if i don't if it's not costco i generally just stay in anderson valley and support the local businesses but um how is the supply chain and availability for you guys at the level that you purchase is that being impacted by all of this shortages i think cost and freight are two of the big things that are being impacted the most i mean we're still we're trying to get everything that we can but like we got hams at the last minute there weren't available and the price has gone way up so it's not affordable for us um and we like to have that option you know at the holiday time um you know i, I think i remember last year we couldn't get cranberry sauce but we had it i think i think we ended up with it this year um and so you're just looking at things are available most of the time there are some items that aren't available but the price is definitely a lot higher and the freight cost and just trying to logistics and trying to get it here um is, is very challenging so um okay so your prices have gone up i just off the top do you, what is your budget um so our budget right now this for this last year for food has been about twenty thousand a month wow 
yeah. And so that I, was a huge increase. We doubled that, I think, wow. from the previous year. And I know in 2020 and maybe 2021, you were getting COVID money to help with the, that a lot of the food banks got. I mean, there was a lot of money there for food banks and food insecurity and stuff. Has that money trickled away or are you still getting government and federal money for that? Um, well, we have, we did 2020 and 2021 were really good years. I mean, we, I feel like we were very supportive and there were a lot of opportunities, but that is kind of being spent up down, down, you know, we had the build back better funds and the cares are two that I can say were big dollars that came in and those funds have been expended and we're able um, to help with our operating costs. And, you know, the capacity fund also really was able to make sure that we could actually get some infrastructure improvements in um, while we could. But, you know, looking at how many people we have, we have uh, 13, including me on staff at just in at our location. Um, and that's an increase from, I think, pre-COVID was maybe eight, maybe nine at the most. So we're definitely, you know, our, um, our cost to run are a lot more um, and we're working every, everything we can, but um, all the way around, it, it's just going up. So, so where, where does the rest of your funding come from? Is it donations and fed, federal and state money or are there endowments? So um, yes, we, we do, do have um, government grants. We have foundation grants uh, and we have, you know, TFAP is a huge piece of our, um, our contract with them gives us not only a food, you know, we get food from them, but then we also get um, reimbursed for uh, certain operating expenses. And we're also, our, our donations are a huge part of our success. Um, you know, without the continual, we have monthly donors, we have people that donate every year um, in any amount, really. It, it just, it, it piles up. It just helps us quite a bit. It is amazing being on a nonprofit board myself. I, it's amazing how the small contributions add up every year. It, it really it does. I it just I get so over I get so warm heart. I just it just gives me goosebumps every time. I, yeah, I say I that. It's say just like, it does. It just the community we live in and and the consistent donors even if it's only 25 or 10 dollars a year, it's that they're consistent. They give you know, what they can. A few clients that come in that use our food and they're like we want to give you, you know, we want to donate to you and it always warms my heart. That it's just like they're so appreciative of everything they're getting and that's not even you know it's almost like well i don't know if i want to take your money but it is it's such a big it's such a big impact and no matter what you know we have kids who save their change and then throughout the year and then bring it in and go here this is for the food bank thank you for everything you're doing i mean you know it's really amazing it is it's just heartwarming and especially around thanksgiving because i you know one of the biggest things i'm thankful for is that i live in this incredible community in mendocino county um it, it's one of the biggest parts of my life and it's just i am always so thankful and i always say how lucky we are to live in this community so we probably we're just gonna right now we're almost at the half hour but i want to take because we haven't said anything yet about how can people where's the best place for people to donate there's actually a donate button on your website i saw very good um so maybe uh, if people want to donate is it better to donate to like their local like if you're part of the willits community should you donate to the willits uh do you donate to to you fort bragg because you disperse it more uh how do you suggest people donate for their community to make sure this food insecurity well, i think it really just with? matters on where you want your dollar to go the most and we definitely um the food bank will always take money and we do have a commitment to the rest of the county and to help these sites but 
I always say a direct donation, like if you know you want something in particular for Willis Community Services or UDR, you know, United Disaster Relief, then definitely reach out and donate to them. But we can also make a commitment, like if you say, I want to donate to the Fort Bragg Food Bank, but I want this to go, you know, to the whole county, then designate that and we're, we will definitely do that for you. We have, a, um, you know, I think it's, it's easy you can send us money um we'll take it but you can also send it to other groups too i mean you know we're all we're kind of all in it together and so great um and i usually give out the address so if people want to mail checks so how would they do that if for, yeah, so for if you, you for Fort Bragg. check to uh Fort Bragg food bank or mendocino food and nutrition program our mailing address is p.o box 70 and it's in fort bragg and that's 95437 Great. That's always good to give out. Um, So let's talk. um, I want to talk about your expansion because, (laughs) well, I've become friends with the the truck driver that delivers uh, Jeff. Shout out to Jeff. I know every once in a while he listens to my show when he's on the road. This guy is love Jeff. Jeff Jeff (laughs) is great. I mean, he makes sure that our little food bank in Anderson Valley gets whatever he can get. And he actually goes over the the list of what you guys have packed for him and goes, ah, no, they need this. And he'll go get it for us. It's really great. Um, So Jeff, if you're listening, shout out to Jeff. He's a great driver. Um, he was all excited a week or so ago because word on the street from Jeff is you've got some new digs in Willits. Is this correct, Amanda? Uh, well, you are correct about that. Yeah, this is a new <laughs> development for us. Um, for several, for a long time, big trucks have been coming over to the coast and we have about a 5,000 square foot building. And with our, with the expanded need we always fill up we don't have enough space um and so with the capacity funds uh we were able to actually take most of those funds and purchase a a 15,000 square foot uh warehouse building uh in willits uh and it's on blosser lane and we just uh took ownership of that in october and our hopes are that this is going to be a more central location where we can actually receive deliveries um we can store food uh we can create orders and send them out um and it'd be a lot more efficient and um and have more capacity really yeah you're right on the 101 corridor i mean trying to ship out of fort bragg i mean you're okay for the coast but when you're going to willage you've got 20 you've got 128 253 thank you very much those big trucks but so you just got this um you're going to fill it with a bunch of so you will so this will allow you to be able to buy ahead and maybe curtail some of the uh, uh the supply chain deficits is what i'm trying to say you can have a pantry and stack it so it's more consistent of what you can give out is that kind of what you're looking for yeah definitely and there are some some opportunities we've had to say no to many Ah. many times because we don't have the space so we are um, part of the california association of uh, food banks and they have a farm to family program and we get our farm to family produce through redwood empire food bank but this will enable us and they have a pilot program that they're going to be starting next year where we may be able to get direct deliveries to the willits location um and that will mean we'll be able to get a lot more fresh produce quickly to some of these other pantries that would like it. And and we're also looking into uh, pop-up distributions as well in certain parts of the uh, county for uh, fresh produce and other, other great items. 
Yeah, fresh produce is one of the issues. That, that's a real tricky one because it's got to be in a season to make it actually work well for California. And then there's the whole, how do you get it out quick enough so it doesn't go bad? Um, mm-hmm. And I will say that the, the recipients sure do. I mean, the canned goods and all of that is great and the meats, but having the fresh produce is really special. And um, yeah. that's very special to have that gone through. So uh, I'm going to actually open up the phone lines if anyone wants to call in and ask questions or have comments. Uh, 707-895-2448. Otherwise, Amanda and I are just going to keep talking about uh, food and how we get food out to our communities, how we keep people fed in our communities, uh, because it's Thanksgiving. And we're coming up to being thankful and uh, taking care of people. So this new space, when are you going to start packing it in? Right away? Well, that's that's the that's the question. You know, what, our biggest challenge is refrigeration. Right. Um, and yes. so we need to, um, we're looking at our space. It has a little bit of office space, but it also has quite a bit of warehouse space. And so we will be able to get our dry storage in there. We can, you know, get some racking in there pretty easily. But we want to make sure we have ample refrigeration and freezer space so that, you know, we can bring in those perishable items like that produce and have a place for it. So um, we're working on a grant with the U.S. SDA right now to procure some help with getting a refrigeration assistance. And it's just going to be a matter of time um, in getting that installed and in. But but I assume once we get that going on, um, that's our big biggest hurdle, and then it will go from there. Just um, pack it in, pack it in. Um, yeah. We have a caller trying to get in. Hopefully they've got some information for us. Let's see if we can get that caller on the air. All right. Good morning, caller. You're on the air with us, I hope. Hi. Uh, I'm Deb. Deb West of Willits, and sometimes I have a lot of fruit that really wouldn't keep anyway, just even to get there. But could I, is it possible for me to can fruit and donate it? Oh, good question. Can you take that off the air? Yes, thank you. Thank you. That is a good question. Um, Normally, it would require three-bin sink, a commercial kitchen, and all of that stuff. Is that... I think that is the truth um, as far as canned goods. So so if you were to bring canned goods to the food bank, we probably wouldn't be able, if they were home canned, we wouldn't be able to give them out to our clients. We could offer them to volunteers if they wanted to take it. Um, but I think, I don't know in Willits if there's any access to commercial kitchens or anything like that. But that's, a, I mean, it would be lovely to be able to have, to take gleaned fruit and vegetables and can them and be able to give them out to people that need them. Um, But unfortunately, there are some restrictions in uh, home canning and donating. I see the the caution, but I also see the other side of it, too. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I went around with the FDA over that, or not FDA, the USDA meat Mm -hmm. over wild pig on the ranch and trying to get rid of the wild pig and get it to people who need it for food and yeah it's not a no that's a no-go <laughs> that's a no-go um i will say to the caller though that uh, people in anderson valley know the day of our f- food bank distribution and they bring in uh gleamed uh vegetables and fruits we had a lot of people come in with lemons this year uh because the lemon trees were just incredible they come people have come in with onions and so they will bring it in the morning of the food food distribution, and then we do put it in the um, the the bags with the uh, vegetables and things. So you can do that if you're close enough to be able to do that. Because I I think mo- mo- don't most of the foods banks do that, Amanda? Are they? Mo- 
Well, oh, definitely. Yes. So if, if, um, if they bring it in the day of the distribution, they will make sure it gets distributed that day. And, you know, in Fort Bragg, and I don't know if other places, you know, we have um, actually people, we have what we call pig buckets. And so, like, we go yes. through produce and anything that is not going to be able to get put out, we do have a pig farmer who comes and collects those um, and takes that away. So, I mean, that's not our desire. Of course, we want it to go out and get used. But um, we're at least trying not to put it into the garbage that way. Yeah. All right. We got some callers calling in. We stimulated some conversation right. here. Let's see what we can do here. Whoops. Good morning, caller. Whoops, that's not what happened. You got to try back again. 707-895-2448. Um, and we'll see about getting you in once I can clear the lines. There we go. 707-895-2448. Oh, they called back. That's good. Good callers. Let me try again. Good morning, caller. You're on the air with us, I hope. Yes, thank Good morning. You. Hi. Thanks for the great show. I did, I did want to say that in Willits, the Willits Grange does have a commercial-grade kitchen. So for folks who have who do want to do canning in a, uh, in a regulation kitchen for things like that, uh, the Willits Grange is the place, and I don't know how you make arrangements with them, but they're, you know, I just wanted to throw that out. So thank you. Thank Good you. to know. Good to know. We're going to put that on the list. Thanks so much, callers. See, this is why we do this. This is why we open I up I wonder, yeah, if down the road, if there could be like a volunteer. I don't know. I'm just thinking like in yeah. seasonal times, like if you had a commercial kitchen, you have people who want to donate the stuff, and you have people who like to can it, oh, maybe great. there's something there. <laughs> that is a great idea. That is a really good idea. And I got to tell you, it's much more fun and productive to can with somebody else than me sitting out in the hills trying to do it by myself. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, it, I do it, but still, it's just more fun when there's more hands involved. You know, you can have a party out of it. So, anyway, that's great. So, we've got out all the donations. We've got out where the locations are. Uh, folks, if something's happening in your community this Thanksgiving or during the holidays period, because we are going into the holiday season, give us a call and let us know. 707-895-2448. And we have another caller we're going to hear. Good morning, caller. You're on the air with us. Good morning, Karen. It's Johanna. Thank you for this informative program. It's just the perfect time of the year. I, I just want to say two things. One is um, obviously the the need is 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 greatest um, this time of the year in terms of holiday needs and things. But the need for food is is an ongoing thing, as as, as it, I'm sure everybody realizes. So I just want people to remember that people are hungry the rest of the year as well. And, uh, you know, usually during the holidays, the food banks and things have a lot of volunteers and sometimes even have to turn volunteers away. But um, maybe during the rest of the year, there's more of a need. Uh, and maybe your your guest can talk a bit about that, or what, what the volunteer opportunities are and how people can help in addition to making donations. And the other thing I wanted to mention is you talked before about being able to take uh things that have been processed uh, in home kitchens there is the uh, there is something called the uh cal- I'm, I'm trying to pull up the page now um there's it's called the um california california homestead food law or cottage food 
California Cottage Food Law, and it was passed in 2012, and it allows you to prepare a long list of things in your home kitchen, provided they meet certain standards, and I don't know exactly what the permit process is, or if there even is a permit required, but jams and jellies are on that list, uh, along with fruit butters, provided that they comply with the standard described in Part 150 of Title 21 of the Code of Federal Regulations. And, of course, all that information is on the website to see. Uh, but I just wanted to point people in that direction. It, it provides for a long list of things that you can make in a home kitchen, does not require a commercial kitchen, and that you can then either sell or donate. Uh, and it might be good for the people, you know, who are accepting these donations to also familiarize familiarize yourself with the, with that law because it might provide you more flexibility in terms of what you can accept and who you can accept it from. Great. Thank you so much for that information, Johanna. Yeah, thank Thanks, you, Karen. Johanna. That's, have have a great holiday. <laughs> Good holiday. Have a great holiday, yeah. Um, and true, true point about, you know, year-round. And so I just want to say a special shout-out to the volunteers who do um, come in once a month or every week and also, you know, our <laughs> our monthly donors because that is a big deal. Um, and it's it's we have a great amount of volunteers right now, but year-round, it's huge. We need you. Have you ever um, sat down and figured out with, the to- with all of the food banks that you kind of oversee or know of what the total of volunteers are? I know we average, oh gosh, in the morning to bag up, we average about six, seven people, I believe, in Anderson Valley. And then in the afternoon, I think it's probably another five or six. So we're looking at a good, yeah, healthy you know, dozen. In the past, we haven't collected information about exactly how many volunteers each site has, but I think that would be a great idea. And we're working on trying to get more information because, you know, we have about, I don't know, 30 volunteers um, that are, you know, pretty standard. And then we, you know, we have people that are new or just have just started coming or community service. So, but I think um, in terms of how many volunteers does the, does the whole food network have would be a really cool number to get and how many hours are contributed, you know, on, oh, a yeah. or on an annual, yeah. I know is really kind of a, would be a big number. That'd be very exciting, but there's a lot of things, you know, volunteers can do, even if say you can't volunteer. I know, I don't know about Anderson Valley, but we're always looking for donations of like paper and plastic bags. And if you have like protein drinks or if you have, you know, toiletries or feminine hygiene products or trout, you know, any of those kind of things are big helps um, for us. And maybe some of the other locations too could use them um, as well. Well, and the other thing is you have contacts for all these uh, different food banks and soup kitchens and all of that. So I'm going to put out on the air, not to up your workload, but if you give out your phone number, I bet you people from Hopland or we haven't talked about Hopland uh, for some of these rural communities that want to know how who to contact a volunteer and what's going on in their community. Is it okay if they call you and you can direct them to that person? Oh, well, definitely. Okay. Um, you right. know, you could definitely call the food bank. I mean, I'll, I'll plug our number right now. It's uh, 707-964-9404. Um, or you can also email um, distribution at fbfoodbank.org. Um, and, uh, you know, you can also email volunteer at fbfoodbank.org too. But I would say, you know, give us a call if you have, you know, if you have a question or you want us to refer you to another place, um, we can definitely make that connection for you because, um, you know, the more people we have, the less work it is, right? Oh. <laughs> and the more fun it is. Well, it is. And yeah, and it's, it's interesting. You get to... Uh 
Yeah, it's really fun because the people that work at the food bank that I work with, we just, it's like a little group. We get together, we do it, we talk, we chat, you know, and we, we end up talking history. That's what we end up doing. We sit around talking about old Boonville stories, <laughs> Earl That's Anderson awesome. Valley stories, you know. <laughs> it's kind of a, yeah, get-together session. So, yeah, so if you, if you want to, if you consider volunteering and you want to know what's going on in your community, yeah, do call the, the Fort Bragg Food Bank because uh, Amanda has all, knows who all the players are and has been doing it. So jumping back to this new warehouse space in Willits, are you going to you're obviously you're going to have an office space there? Is there a chance that some of your staff would be moving inland or are you going to stay pretty much focused yeah, so in Fort we Brown? do have office space there in the front um and uh, there are a few of us myself um Angela Dominguez who's uh my she's wonderful. She does all of our grant stuff and she has um you know, she basically assists me in anything that I need and she's just a great um, partner to have. Uh, also, Rochelle Sutherland, who's our outreach coordinator, and Lisi Martinez, who's our um, she's our operations coordinator, but she really is our uh, supply chain, you know, manager in essence. Like, she's bringing in the food, she's sending out the food. Um, so, the four of us will have kind of what we call a hybrid schedule. We'll be present still in Fort Bragg, but we will have um, space there as well. And as we move forward and get into the space, we're looking to hire, you know, a warehouse person and an admin person, um, you know, because we think we really need to have, it would be great to hire a couple local people who don't have to travel and then can be present in, in that uh, particular warehouse. Because it's going to, I only anticipate it's going to grow and more is going to come of it. So. And that by the, when you get into the new building, not only that, you're going to need more volunteers around this new building and helping get things in, get them stacked and yes. sorted and all of that, too. Oh, yeah. um, not to push you, but any projected date as to when that might be happening? Uh, no, that's the, that's the real question. That's the question. And, I yeah. mean, I would love to be, by the summer of 2023, I would love to have refrigeration and be, you know, restoring um, perishable food there. We are currently, you know, it using the office space as far as we're making plans um, to look at the structure and what we need to do and get, you know, just as far as taking new ownership of building, what repairs need to be done, you know, what, what does the design look like for us? So it's, it's definitely a full process, but um, I wouldn't say that we're going to be holding food there until probably the summer. That's, uh, that's a pretty good, that (laughs) actually considering you just closed on this property, that's a pretty good clip. To really yeah. that that's a that's a tight that's a tight schedule so we wish you the best on that so that's that's really great um we the one thing we hadn't talked about that we wanted i wanted to get more clarity on is the mendocino the part of your title that's the mendocino food and nutrition program inc uh talk mm-hmm. about that would you please what that what that yeah. entails and what it means for our community so Mendocino Food and Nutrition Program Inc. is our uh, actually that's our legal nonprofit name, and it, you know that was founded in uh, 1979. I, I believe Claudia Bordeaux was the uh, one of the original founders, um, and I, I actually believe it started as a Mendo and Lake um, Food and Nutrition Program, and then it, it became Mendocino. Um, but what that is is we actually have the contract with the state of California. Um, TFAP, Emergency Food Assistance Program, and and that means that we are are the uh, seat in the county that is providing emergency food um, to all the recipients that are in need. And the way that we do that is by partnering with uh, many of these local either nonprofits or or just volunteer groups um, 
like food pantries and soup kitchens um, and schools and, you know, senior centers and things like that to make sure that they can become a partner with us and we can, we're responsible for receiving the food, making the orders and getting the food to them and making sure that they have a space um, that is, you know, uh, ample for what they need to do. And then they're following the guidelines that we have to follow, um, you know, which is, is relatively, it's not too complex, but um, our main goal is just to make sure that um, people in our county are are fed and they're receiving food and they know that we're here. Does this have anything to do with the uh, food programs in the schools for getting kids lunches um, and uh, breakfasts? We're not too directly kind of related with that. Okay. Um, I mean, we are... So in Fort Bragg, what we've done is we've partnered with a um, called a Pay It Forward Pantry, and it's through Fort Bragg High School. And as Anchor Academy has actually made this happen. And so they opened up a, a pantry in the school, um, and we provide the food to them. And uh, the Children's Fund has also helped them with other items uh, like sweatshirts and backpacks and binders and school supplies. And um, so they have a space to go that's completely free. And they can get a snack, they can get food, they can get water, um, and they can get supplies. Uh, and there's no limit as to how often they can visit that. They can even go in at the end of their day and put a few things in their backpack and take home with them because um, that's really a vital. So we've started, and we've also done um, snacks in the classroom with some of our other uh, schools where we're providing uh, teachers with snacks because... Um, uh, oftentimes kids are hungry and, and their teachers were buying their own food and we really wanted to try and ease that bill a little bit. And and we're also doing um, diapers to daycares. Um, so we have a diaper. We, we offer diapers at the Fort Bragg Food Bank and we're trying to get them out to our other sites. Um, it, you know, and me, I have two kids. They're not in diapers anymore, but I would have loved to been able to access free diapers because they are extremely expensive. So those are some things that we're trying to help families we also have a kids bag program that you can get at the food bank once a week and it's a really hefty bag that is um you know it's like an extra pantry bag for you often it has you know it could have peanut butter it could have pasta sauce it can have spaghetti protein bars cereal maybe a little milk we give a little extra cheese and produce if you want it um so we're really trying to kind of make sure that kids don't go there's a lot of different ways they can get food and they're not going hungry and they're not worried so much about Where's the food? <laughs> I, I will. I mean, I will say I am so impressed with what that's happening in Fort Bragg. What my query is is this: is this happening in other communities too? I know you guys have really got it together in Fort Bragg, and I'm on Facebook, and a lot of stuff gets posted to the Fifth District and all that of what you're going on. I'm not seeing it, but then I'm not connected with these other communities as much either. I'm not seeing it in other communities. Is it happening in other communities as much? I think that it's growing, and okay. I think that, um, you know, what we've done is we're trying, that's, that's part of this new move is I really want to start visiting more of these other sites and seeing if there are ways, you know, that we can help, because it is, it's challenging. If you don't have enough people to do it, you, you need the people, right? And you need, you need the funds, and you need the space, and you need everything, and so, like, I really do think that um, in the next year or so, we're going to see, you know, more programs available, and I think that I can't speak for Ukiah or Willits or I think in all of these communities, there is a form of that. Um, and I know that in Leggett, they have a once a month distribution, but it's a teacher that does the distribution now. And she actually has um, food, I, I believe, available at the school, too. So, you know, there's different ways in which um, it's it's growing. And I, I think um, 
So, so if you're so if, so better. if you're a listener out there and you're in one of these communities and you haven't seen this type of activity going on in your community, um, may I suggest that it takes volunteers to start it. It takes a community initiative to get it going in your community. But I want to say all you have to do is look to Fort Bragg and what's going on there to see what is possible. The possibilities that what they're doing in Fort Bragg are incredible. And I have a caller. Let's see if we can get somebody on here. Awesome. <laughs> Good morning, caller. You're with us. Good morning, Good morning. You're breaking up. Can you get on a better phone or something? You're totally breaking up, sir. Another place. Oh, we love cellular phones in the hills of Mendocino County. Absolutely. <laughs> you stand on the porch and hold your tongue just right. You'll get it. Uh, no, you're still breaking up pretty bad. I'm gonna drop you off and you get to call back in. There you go. Sorry about that, sir. Yeah. I hope it works. <laughs> yeah, true. But no, I I just want to encourage people in your own communities to take it take a look at what's going on in Fort Bragg and what can be done and what the possibilities are. And then all you need to do, I would hope, is call Amanda and see how they can help you and guide you because they've got great prototypes over there. And I, I one of the things I always tell people in our community we don't have to recreate the wheel we just have to see something that's working and modify it for our own communities and our own needs and yeah it's true and you guys have got the prototype down you guys are doing it you're expanding on time i think this move into the willets in the 101 corridor is going to open up so many opportunities for us to help our communities and take care of the insecurities and take care of the needs because the, the needs are here we have i you know we have a poor community folks we do we we're we're we the income level in our community the homelessness in our community um it's incredible and it's these kind of volunteer programs and these kind of people doing this work that amanda's doing that just makes our community so much safer and so much more healthy Ooh, the phones are ringing off the hook amanda here we go all right let's try it again good morning caller you're on the air with us Hello, you're on the air with us. Turn off your radio so I don't get to hear myself. Okay, that's not going to happen. Good morning. Ooh, none of them are doing it. All right, try to call back. 707-895-2448. I don't know. They were all ringing off. You never know in this community. And I just want to say, too, like, we're we're doing a lot of things, but it does take so many people to do it and i mean like in each of these communities i'm pretty aware like that everybody's doing such a great thing and it's just we're we're, we're doing what we can and we're only going to do more so i just thank everybody for being a part of of this because it really does feel good it does and it takes it. it takes bodies folks it just takes bodies okay we're going to try again here good morning caller let's try you again are you there yeah i'm here very good a nice strong signal okay. Yes. Good. This is this is about uh, volunteer opportunities in Willits. Yes. Do tell. Okay. com. It's every month, the second and fourth Thursdays. Uh, we need volunteers from eight a.m. They work till about eleven or as late as they want. It's it, they, the RAFB brings a whole big semi trailer full of food here. And we set up in the uh, right in front of the roots of the mother parlor. 
Roots to Power. Okay, you're breaking up, but that's the Willis Food Bank. Amanda, Red, it's called Redwood it's Empire Food, Food Bank. Bank. Great. It's it's a pop up, and it's in a pop. It's a pop up. It's from Eleven. We have to set up and then distribute all the food. Sometimes bag it up and blah blah blah. Okay, sir. Where's all the right, location at? You. Wait, wait. Where's the location at? On commercial, right in front of the Roots and Motor Tower, just just past the uh, the museum and the library. And that's and the big s- parking lot there on commercial. Second and fourth Thursday, did you say? Correct. All not, right. Not this. Thursday. Right. Not tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Thank but you. anywhere. All right. Well, we'll yeah. shout it out. Amanda's writing down all the information. Eight a.m. Eight a.m. <laughs> yeah. right. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Peace. Thank you. Pop up. What the hell? I know pop-up restaurants. I know pop-up food booths or food carts. What? So what? T- yeah, up, uh, educate me. What the heck is a pop-up food distribution, and how do we get the word out about so it? So essentially, you take a truck, you load it with food, and you take it to a location, and you give out. You know, you obviously let people know that you're going to be at that location giving out food. Um, and you distribute food and you have to have, you know, Redwood Empire Food Bank has been doing this direct distribution style, um, pop-ups and they actually have a system where you can have, uh, they give you a little like barcode thing, but you don't have to have it, but you give them their name and you can get assistance anywhere in the County, um, wherever you're going and you just sign in and they give you, um, they're called groceries to go. Um, they also are doing senior boxes and, um, so you get in your, produce you get your pantry items and you get your perishable items and you just go on i think it's just a drive-through model wow uh-huh. so is i you know i just to jump back is there anything happening in hopland i haven't heard about i, I don't think so okay. uh, rochelle and i were talking about that and uh i think she's put some feelers out haven't heard much back but that was kind of our next spot we were thinking maybe there could be you know maybe even a pop-up or if somebody if there was anybody in the area who wanted to volunteer or wanted to be part of it that we'd be happy to um to help with uh, getting it going essentially it's the space you need but even if you don't have a space you could do it in a parking lot with the truck and just give food out are there any, I don't even want to mention this, are there any regulations you need to be aware about? Is somebody going to stop by and give you a ticket or something? Unless, no? Um, sometimes if you know the location, you have to have permission. Oh, um, and okay. you may need to get, you know, work through the, you know, city or the county to make sure that it's okay for you to be there. Um, but it shouldn't be too complicated. Okay, so it's not, yeah, that's good. Okay, good to know. So that's what a pop-up is. Right, okay. So, and um, I'm going to assume that the, this organization, the Red, what is it, Redwood? Redwood Empire. Empire. Are they on? I would Facebook. Oh yeah, they're they're huge. They're in Santa Rosa um, and they're Sonoma County, and we are actually an agency of theirs. Right. So they, you know, so we we get food from them. Jeff goes down to Santa Rosa um, twice twice a week. Twice a week. Truck up and comes on back. Um, So no, they have a website. I believe it's refb.org, and they list all of their food partners. So you can actually see uh, we're on there, and I think Anderson Valley is on there, and Willits and Ukiah. So a lot of a lot of the places that's they're, they're a great resource they're, they're, they i know a lot about the stuff that comes up from them is a good resource to get things as a backup and all of that so mm-hmm. anything else we should be getting out here because we're coming up on the top of the hour and we don't have any more phone calls coming in so sounds like we've got um i do want to say that the dinner tomorrow at the first presbyterian church in fort bragg is a drive-through 
or a delivery service. It's not where they're going to show up and have a dinner for everybody. I do know that. I want to make sure everybody knows that. And there's a phone number you need to call. They would like to know how many people I think they're going to serve, but I'm sure if you show up, you will get a meal. So it's a curbside service or they actually are going to be delivering. So that's just one of the things that would be nice to know for that kind of a thing. So before we close out, I would really want to let you have a venue to say whatever you'd like to get out that we haven't gotten out. I think we've gotten out a lot of information. Thank you so much, Amanda, for all the work you do. And you've been doing this for several years, I know. Um, So anything else you want to get out? And then I would love to have you give us all those contacts and mailings and phone numbers and websites again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now, I just want to say thank you to everybody for this season. Um, We had a great, every year we do a turkey challenge, um, uh, you know, campaign. And we have met, uh, we're so close to meeting the need here. Um, And if you would like to donate, we're going into the season of sharing. So if you have somebody in memory or honor of that you'd like to donate to the food bank um we will publish that in our local paper and then we'll also send you a card uh it's just it's a nice campaign that um has been going on for many years uh the editor uh, um sharon tomorrow is the one that started it many many years ago and and we just want to keep that alive because we're so thankful that it exists and it's just a good warm-hearted campaign that we love to do um and so if if you want to do that that would be great and i just want to say thank you to my team my staff all the volunteers um my board of directors and all of the sites and everyone all throughout uh, mendocino county because it has been a really amazing year um it's been a lot of work but I love my job. I love what I do, and I love the people. All right, Thank so you, you can you can get to Amanda's website at foodbank uh, fbfoodbank.org. That'd be F- so. It's uh, forbreadfoodbank.org. Oh, okay. And there you go. It's uh, if you want to mail a check, it's uh, PO Box seventy, uh, Fort Bragg, California nine five four three seven. Uh, if you want to contact us for any reason, seven zero seven nine six four nine four zero four. And we're gonna get cut off here. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.